Guru Nation, welcome to episode 764 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview one of our investigators at Yuma Clinical Trials, Dr. Joe Elite, who also has his own YouTube channel slash podcast with me as the co-host. The link is in the show notes for those that want to check it out. I would really appreciate it. He definitely really would appreciate it. He's a really good investigator. He's only been doing this for a few months um, as a sub-I, actually. And he is interested in being a PI for my site, but he's an internal medicine physician. And I thought it was a good opportunity for uh, people to get an understanding of what a newer investigator and research thought process is. And... Uh, particularly how it pertains to running their own private practice uh, or treating their own patients, because Dr. Joe is also a community clinician as well in Yuma. So hopefully you get something out of it. Check it out. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Joe's YouTube channel as well with myself as the co-host. Quick shout out to the sponsors, Inato. Inato, I've been on it like every day recently, getting new studies Knock on wood, we've just signed up a fourth investigator for my site, Yuma Clinical Trials, uh, a cardiologist. So I'm on there looking for cardiology studies now, in addition to the other indications they have. You do need to have previous research experience and therapeutic area expertise. Uh, but once you do, you go in there, it's completely free. They do not get involved whatsoever in the budget or contract negotiation at all. Um, they stay out of the way. It's They get paid from the sponsors, so there's no broker, middleman type of thing. Go check them out in Nato in the show notes. Finally, Creo, my next sponsor. Uh, they are not free, but I cannot imagine life without Creo. They have so many features and tools, e-source, e-reg, CTMS, financial planning, patient recruitment tools, auto-texting, and a whole bunch of other stuff they're constantly improving the product life at my site is really efficient now because of creo with that being said enjoy the episode with dr joe so this is dr joe lead he's our sub by you've been super helpful man at the office like i know you feel Glad like i know you think you don't help much but you actually do like those days that dr smith's not there and you do the physicals and as a sub by like that's kind of the role is the backup to the pi mm -hmm. Uh, especially when it's an MD, but because you are not so experienced in research and you've never been a PI. No. That's maybe soon to come. What do you think about that? Like, what are your reservations on being a PI, a principal investigator? Because sub I is simple. Like, I'm a sub I on studies. You don't even need to be an MD to be a sub I. But well, going from that to PI, where I like now it's all the responsibilities on PI. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I guess I don't have any reservations about it. If it's challenging, it's challenging. You rise to the challenge. But uh, what kind of study? But but, but there's a lot of responsibility that you gotta take on, and you have to appreciate that responsibility. A certainly, a lot. And you know, not enough PIs in this industry take their job seriously. Like a lot of them take it for granted. Oh, they're bringing me stuff to sign. Doctor Smith is not like that, by the way. But like, there are he's one of the very good ones I've worked with. Yeah. But in my past, there's been doctors that couldn't tell you the color of the walls in the office. 
and like they're supposed to be in charge of seeing patients and they delegate oh. everything to the nurse practitioners and to the coordinators. I can tell you're not one of those guys, which is why I'm really excited about starting working with you as a sub I. Um, but ultimately, if it's right for you, principal investigator, and you're young, so you've got time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be interesting and and it's uh it's a privilege uh to have that responsibility to to be there for an experiment because that's what clinical research is it's an experiment right yeah and and the coolest thing is you know the patients know that and and they're putting their life in in our hands in a sense so that if side effects happen that we're, we're there like we're there to be the paranoid ones with them and to start and to take them out of the study if needed, you know, because I mean, safety is safety is number one with everything. So, you know what? Our two new coordinators, Lana and Gracia, phone's too far away. I can't see if they're watching, but they watch every now and then. They had you do physicals a few times already because mm-hmm. I asked them to. Yeah. They told me afterwards, Dr. Joe, he's really good. Like, they were surprised that you're good. Like real, like you're thorough in your physicals. Okay. The way you your rapport with the patients, they were expecting like you to just go in there and check boxes and be done. But they were like, no, he's like so thorough. He spent a lot of time with the patient. I remember I had a similar experience with you doing a physical when I asked you to do one, and you spent like a lot of time with the patient doing a physical. You, you take that responsibility seriously. I try to. That's good. What kind of what kind of studies? Well, two questions. So, number one, you've already seen some of the benefits of research to a private practice, like having that option there. Sure. We caught a few things on patients of yours, right? <coughs> that okay. Do you want to talk I, about that? I, yeah, I I was I really appreciated that. So, okay, folks, without uh, breaking HIPAA laws here, uh, I don't even remember what study it was. So one of Dan's <laughs> studies for one of my patients, um, they, they were just doing a screening that I don't usually routinely do on patients, but the study asked for that screening, and we caught something, and it 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 led to a referral to a specialist that you know was probably going to have an impact on the patient's right. life. So they got referred. Yes. Uh, so they got re- so that was a, that was a nice catch because you don't always think about that particular thing. Again, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be specific. So. So there's, I thought that was cool. So, I mean, there's there's this extra shell of protection when you're doing clinical research because they're doing all these extra tests that are just covered by the research yeah. study. You know, it's not uncommon. We had another patient from another clinic, not from up to par, Where from something, a rival or a competitor. Sure. Just they saw one of our ads and they came in. So we mm-hmm. knew nothing about them. They brought, mm-hmm. like, their meds and that's it. So we're just verbal report everything. Mm-hmm. It was for diabetes. And I'll say what it is because I don't remember a patient's name or anything. They screened positive for hep C. Wow. And we called the patient, let her know, hey, this is exclusionary. But here's a copy of your lab, of your lab results. You come in and you bring them to your doctor. And she said, you mean my A1C? And we said, no, no, hep C. Your A1C was also high. You didn't qualify for that. Like, they were not managing her well from this place. Yeah, I think you know which one it is. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that wasn't. No. I'll oh, tell you later. Oh, oh, you're talking about something. Oh, you're talking about another place. Okay. Yeah, it's not up to par. Up to, up oh, okay. to par. 
I'm not trying to like blow smoke. Like up to par patients are very well taken care of compared to the other patients we get from the. Community. We try. We try. Yeah, no, you guys do a really good job. So it's not uncommon what happened with you. Mm-hmm. And so, as a physician, <clears throat> was that something uh, you expected? Like as a nice side effect of research, or no? I mean, I I, I didn't expect it because I didn't because not being involved in the study and um, and I hear, oh, this patient got enrolled in the study. And sometimes I, I don't know here that one of my patients gets enrolled and that's fine. But um, I don't know what tests were being done. So I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, who checked this? I'm like, oh, you guys checked it. Cool. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it only helps the patient. So we cut a few of those other, well, the other providers in the office too, like not as dramatic, I think, but there was a case where Dr. Smith did a physical on someone and something with the heart valve he heard. Oh, he it, picked up a murmur. And that, you found something similar, too. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, I heard some stuff on one of the patients, yeah. So as far as, like, selecting studies, because right now you're a sub-I, you don't really select the study. It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Smith's. He's the PI. Of course. And then he'll ask you, hey, do you want to be a sub-I? And if you say, yeah. Uh, like this study that we're doing, this this weight loss stuff, it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. stuff. And that's very symbiotic with Dr. Smith's practice anyways. Like he's always looking for alternative treatment options. And research mm-hmm. is one of the best alternative, it's not really treatment technically, but alternative options for patients. We can't call it treatment even though, even when it's open label yeah, and we know they're getting the drug, we still can't call it treatment. Right, because it's all about FDA approval or mm-hmm. not. But what kind of studies would you look for as a PI? Because I get the feeling that you would be very picky, very selective, You, I mean, <laughs> which you should be. I mean, uh, if the audience doesn't know much about me, I'm... I'm, I'm the Dr. Joe Show. Go right now. Follow him. I'll put the link underneath YouTube right now so they'll see. I, I, I think it would be difficult to pick a study. I mean, I, you would have to give me a spread of things to choose from, and then I would kind of choose the one that I think is... Uh, Philosophically, the best one. What areas, though, like interest you, um, even philosophically? Like, that's industry sponsored. Industry sponsored. That's that. uh... The thing. So, I mean, I have a problem Mm -hmm. ethically with taking natural products and making them into pro drugs and making money off of it. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that. But if there's something that, let's say, a strain of E. coli can mass produce for us. And it's and it's otherwise really difficult to get. For example, CoQ10. Um, there, you know, the 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 best CoQ10 in the world. I I, I just learned this from Dr. Langshen's lecture. Uh, the best CoQ10 in the world. It comes from Japan, and I think they have some operations in in the U.S. But they use E. coli uh, recombinant E. coli to to make the CoQ10, and it crystallizes, and it's like so pure, and it's so good. Genetic pioneered um, that. But but then it, but but pro drugs of CoQ10 didn't work. They 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 already studied that, and it didn't work. It actually was toxic. But interesting. I, really? But but yeah. So and 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 this is why like our our discussion on on, on Saturday well, gonna is going to be a lot of fun. Post that to Dr. Joe show if you guys are interested in CoQ10 and stuff like that, where you like to nerd yeah. out on stuff. Um, it's going to be on Dr. Joe show. The link is underneath this yeah. video. But yeah, I mean, I suppose if if it's a hard to if it's a hard to get nutrient and they're turning it into a pro drug and it's going to have a meaningful effect on people and it's not going to have any side effects because again, it's it's a 
it's a pro drug of a natural product that we need. Mm-hmm. I mean that that would be like the ideal thing to, for for me to research. Because so what I'm getting is yeah. like you you don't you're not interested in like me too drugs like another no ab. no because I don't think most diabetic drugs work. Uh, well, most type two diabetic drugs work because they they have such horrible side effects. The earlier ones do. The, the newer ones are different. Like you know, uh, semaglutide and trisapatide. I'm 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 open minded about those. A carbos that was a good one. Metformin that's been a good one. What about DPP? DPPs there's there's exclusionary criteria and then yeah. there's the side effects from them and I I, I just think it's a, I, I just think it's bunk. Uh, I, I I you know think like uh, like and I'm not gonna say exact names here but but <laughs> for the people who know that one type of uh, diabetic drug that dumps glucose into the urine. I can't tell you how many patients I've seen havoc with uh, with that medic with that class of medication. Like, for example, imagine hypothetically you put a renal transplant patient on a medication whose mechanism is to lower blood sugar by depositing more glucose into their urine. What do you think is going to happen, folks? Okay, horrible infections, horrible infections in an already immunosuppressed patient. You know, when when the real treatment for type two diabetes is Learn to be hungry, and suck it up, and that's and and but it you got to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So you got to motivate the patient to change their habits. And so, so the, so the drug side, uh, I'm I, I've been very leery of, uh, because. But the GLP ones, you think have some promise? And I think they seem to have some promise. What about like hypertension type of stuff? Hypertension? Well, that well. That's, been CoQ10 well, we're back the to the way. CoQ10, yeah. but sometimes people have irreversible changes in their bodies, in their vasculature. They have structural heart disease. They have this. They have that. So you have to have some blood pressure medications in there. A lot of the certainly. new stuff is around gut dysbiosis, actually. So I just came across. I I probably could talk about this one because I didn't sign a CDA yet. It's all public information. Mm-hmm. But there's a company that just came on my radar. Hmm. Uh, that I'm trying to get a study for. It's diabetes with uh, weight loss, or yeah, it's diabetes mm-hmm. with obesity, and it's uh, this this biotech. Well, I won't mention them because just in case we do sign a CDA. Sure. But they have their whole mechanism of action is gut brain access, repairing the gut brain access. Yeah, anything for that shuts down and metabolic. Okay. So so it's about promoting one bug. Is that is that the idea? Maybe not one. Maybe more than one bug. Well, yeah, because I mean, your your two big groups of bacteria that you want are the Lactobacillus species and the Bifidobacterium it's species, a, yeah. and then there's there's a whole bunch of you know uh, subclasses of those. Yeah. So like stuff like that. Would you, if you were like theoretically uh, PI selecting, would you be interested in learning more? About yeah. Stuff like I mean, that? I I would I I wouldn't mind studying that. But the question I have is. Is that a natural product? So what's no. so what's so what's being patented? I looked into this yesterday. Like like, how do you study that? I mean, if if it's not a natural product, so what is it? Um, several exciting molecules at different Molec- stages of development. <laughs> Our molecules are derivative, synthetic of either shark or mammalian aminosterols. Aminosterols. Our lead molecule 
ENT01 is being advanced through clinical development. So shark or mammalian aminosterols. So, so cholesterols with amine groups mm-hmm. on them. That's 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 what I think of when I think of amine sterols, but it's probably something get. else. We are investigating the benefit of this drug in various non-motor symptoms of Parkinson's, including psychosis, dementia, and potentially constipation, and also in the treatment of autism. And this is the one that's furthest ahead is the constipation one. (coughs) Parkinson's with constipation, Parkinson's with psychosis, Parkinson's with dementia. This is the one I want, obesity, type 2 diabetes. Autism is interesting. There's a lot of autism that's, uh, and and it seems like it's increasing and and I know that's a whole debate, like, mm-hmm. well, we're just detecting more of it and there's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's 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 a perception that autism's increasing. So I think the autism is definitely a an interesting one. So my question is when you see something like this, like this is biotech, right? The established pharma. If this ever gets to phase like good phase two results, they might get acquired or partnered with like a big pharma. And then you'll start seeing the sales reps coming in. Oh, yeah. But it's because the big pharma, they're not in the business of discovery anymore. They're just acquiring... Acquisition. Yeah, they're all arbitrage now. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, looking the at The scut this, work's been done. Yes. Yeah. But, like, early stage like this, it's still pure to some extent. I mean, they're talking about, like, shark or mammalian aminosterols. And then people are eating this. They're putting it into their GI tract. It, I think they made it a pill, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if it's a gut thing, you have yeah. to eat it basically. So, yeah. so what do you think about this? Like, does this excite you, or like stuff like this? I think it's exciting. Yeah, I I, I think it's exciting, and uh, I just I just wish that we could have Dr. Hazen, you know, appraising well, this well, too. She, I mean, we we've had her on the pod. We'll have her again. She's a PI herself. Sure. So she does her own research, like the investigator initiated stuff, because she owns some IP. But she says, I'll take, to pay the bills, I'll take studies. Can we talk about that video that she posted that got banned, or or we shouldn't talk about that? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe if we get her on. Yes. So I don't don't want to speak for her. Without being specific, folks, she posted a video on TikTok, and and I I won't say exactly. She watches. But but it it was, um, and, and, and I don't want to get us canceled or anything or get her in trouble no. but, but but basically she she took stool samples of certain people before and after a certain event and there was a major change anyway so yeah so follow dr hazen we'll, we'll get anyway. her on dr joe show link is on yes dr hazen we still want you on the show oh, she's and, gonna no, come and on. i know you're busy she's so. gonna come on so okay back to the if i could get some altitude here just bird's eye view sure there's different doctor physician archetypes that I've worked with. Um, I don't know how many there are, but there's definitely a, like, there's community-based clinicians. They come in different shapes and forms. All flavors. There's the businessmen. There's the science nerds. I put you in that category, but I think you have businessmen also. Like, you can overlap. The science nerds, like, just purists, like, what's going on with the science. I'm truly interested. There's the, um, I don't want to do anything type. (laughs) University of do as little as possible. Not even universities. (laughs) Just out here. No, no, I know. Like I have a certificate for university of do as little as possible people, you know? Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a joke. And anyway, well in research, a lot of that's a art. That's a very common archetype is let me have my coordinators do everything. 
and I'll just sign papers. And I, I, I think you're would not fall into that camp. Um, well, clinic feels like that sometimes, but that's more a Medicare thing. That's like patient needs to do PT and mm-hmm. physical therapist knows how to do their job, but I somehow need to sign their note. Otherwise, but you at least know what's it's going not on. valid. You know what's going on with that patient. Yeah, least. like I at least look at the plan and I look at, okay, they're still doing PT or no, they're done with PT, you know. And, yeah. You know, but, but yeah, like you don't like, there's no need for you to read those papers because what's the point? Like you're not yeah. going to. I'm not going to appraise a physical therapist's work, and yet I have to sign it because because Medicare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. waste of time. Uh, because anyway, but no, for research though, like you want to know what's going on with a patient, right? You want to. It's a good you, business. You want to take interest in 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 all the people you're enrolling, and so the catch is that it's a good business, it's a competitive business, and it's perfect complementary. Uh, business to a private practice mm-hmm. because you, I mean I you're there we want you to continue seeing your own patients like we try to get out of the of Dr. Smith's way like we don't want him to not see his patients either because that's yeah. potentially our patients mm-hmm. so the busier he is the better it is for us but we do need certain oversight like sign labs do a physical this patient's having an AE what should we do Mm-hmm. Dr. Smith has written on lab results screen fill like in big words because he does he doesn't like gout he's a big like gout he's a f- very much hates high uric acid yeah he hates that I don't know if you noticed that about him but he just he does not want anyone with that in a study even when it's not exclusionary gout is very challenging to treat yeah and it's it's terrible to experience and but even pre-gout, he's on it. Like, no, we don't want them in a study. Yeah, and so any uric acid, no. they're out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. that's. It. I found his thing, one of his things. <clears throat> he also doesn't like smokers, but that's that's a whole not, that's a whole. Well, yeah, thing. people that come into a clinic and they have third-hand smoke yeah. and, and, and they make the whole place toxic and people can't breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a perfect reason to exclude active We've smokers. We've had a few patients like that and we had to sneak them by. <laughs> No. <laughs> they come in from not from up to par, but uh, smoking and smell like it. And Dr. Smith's sense is like amazing. Mm-hmm. He's like, who's who's smoking? He thought it was me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had a patient, but he's not up to par one. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, well, let me know who if they are up to par. <laughs> right. Uh, so. No, smokers good- are non-compliant, folks. They're non-compliant with care. They're very so non-compliant with like care. A- I was a hospitalist for six years. Like it's a different experience when you're taking care of somebody who's smoking. They don't. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Most of them. I mean, like, and again, I'm generalizing, folks. Bite me. Uh, anyway, here's a question: If you didn't work for Doctor Smith, let's yeah. say you had your own practice, and I was working with Doctor Smith, and let, let's say you knew him, right? Mm-hmm. But you weren't affiliated with him in any way. And I came to your office. I said, hey, Dr. Joe, we got like some new studies. My name is Dan. We do research. What would your first like got like, hey, do you want to refer patients to us? What would you, the truth. Hmm. My feelings not hurt. I know you in real life. What, what, what would be my knee jerk response? Yeah. Man. I mean, that that's that's difficult. I mean, I would almost need to experience an alternate timeline. 
Would I get a meeting in with you, in though? in a parallel universe to 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 actually have an an adequate response? Because your reception I, because what I know now, for, I mean, I, mean I, I, I if if I could talk to myself three years ago, for example, <laughs> I I don't know. I I mean, like I've I actually never was around real clinical research until I came to Doctor Smith's clinic. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I've been interested in it. I think I think I would have been at least a little open minded to it. You would have had I don't meeting. think I would have dismissed you immediately. Okay. No. And in, in reality it would have played out like your receptionist would have made me wait and then she would go back, Hey, do you have time? This guy's here, wants to talk about research, he won't leave. No. <laughs> now is a decision. Like, yeah, then I would probably say, Well, <laughs> is he free at lunch? You okay, know. Okay. So I'd I would probably have you come into the lunchroom and So you wouldn't dismiss right away because there's doctors instant is like no. Yeah, no. I no, you But why are they so jaded? Like uh Well, I, I think people just automatically assume it's a scam or that like that it, that it's a drug rep that's masquerading as something else and so they mm-hmm. just don't care and they But maybe they're already letting drug reps into their office and yeah. You know, getting lunch from drug reps. So, so what's a in, good strategy? In which case they should talk. What'd be a good strategy for like me, like another site owner watching? They have to go, they got a difficult study. They ran out at their private practice, like up to par. Everyone's treated too <coughs> so well. You're, so, you're talking about approaching, approaching outside physicians another clinic. for referrals. First, I guess I would. Boy, that's. That, tough, that that's a good question because yeah. I mean that that makes me think of like three or four things because how happy are the patients and how do you gauge how happy the patients are you know I would I mean it's kind of creepy but I would just sit outside the clinic and just watch the people going in and out and, look, and just watch their body language like are people are people really annoyed is there a is there a proportion of annoyed people who walk out or is there a proportion of, you know, stoic people who walk out? Or are there more smiling people at this place versus the, the other place? So if you see more happy people leaving the clinic, there's a there's a better <laughs> chance that there is more harmony in that clinic. Because it's all about the patients, but your patients are not going to be happy if the staff is miserable. Right. Okay, so hospital systems, and I won't name names, hospital <laughs> systems that treat their employees like dogs... Uh, the patients end up getting treated like cattle, so you end up having dogs herding cattle. That's 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 most hospital systems now. But wouldn't those patients be ideal for research because they're not being treated well? And in research, we're well, they treatment. would be. But the but but you got to get through that gateway of yeah, of, of of like, well, how do you how do you convince uh, the gatekeepers to let yeah, you the in? Health system, I will never. I don't even go. There's no. That's a I, dead end. The, yeah, the health systems want too much. It's a dead end. Like they just want to bleed you dry. So you have to do meetings to get meetings to do another meeting. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I can go somewhere else down the street, and I'm in. Here's a patient. Yeah. So I I I guess you would have to just you got to do some investigation. And you got to have contact with it with another person. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a fo- it starts with a phone call or whether you walk in. So I guess walking in and talking to the receptionist or or calling and then preface the call with, hey, do you have a few moments to talk to me? Uh, I, 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 you know, uh, and then see what they say. And if they sound flustered, call back later. Mm-hmm. Happened to me here with a cardiologist I'm tr- still trying to get a hold of. I only went in person twice. You'll have she'll to tell get, She'll, uh, she... I can think, cardiologist. I can think of two independent, independent. 
Okay. Yeah, we won't name names here. I can't. I know two of them. She'll join. She'll work with us. I know she, two of them, and they're both nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it yeah. later. So I'm just trying to give advice to the because it's not that often we get a doctor talking speaking in their mind like honestly about what you would reject versus what like who you would allow to have a meeting with and you're not really like you're not the greedy type there's those doctors out there that first thing they ask what is what do i get you and smith do you know what smith's for, when i approach smith cold like this do you know what he said the first thing he said what does it cost the patients he's thinking patients first yeah. i knew in my head i'm like yes this is exactly awesome. the guy we want exactly the guy you know how many times i've done this and the first thing i get the most frequently thing is well what do i get out of it how much does it pay the majority of yeah. the time that doesn't mean those are bad doctors though either well i well you know sometimes now remember there's there's some doctors that ended up with a lot of debt like like if people went to mm-hmm. do school do school there's a lot of extra training you get and some people argue that DOs are better trained than MDs, and I'm an MD, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not hating on one or the other or loving on one or the other, but um, DOs have a lot more debt than MDs do. So, so they're more. Yeah, the DO school is way more expensive. Wow. So, so they so they have a lot of debt. The 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 American grads do, and if and they're gonna be more aggressive about making money, and I don't blame them for that because in medical school. And again, folks, I went to U of A. I, I love my teachers and Bear I love my down. medical school. But there was a, there was there was a sense of you should feel ashamed if you want to make any money, and I disagree with that because we worked really hard for what we do, and you at least got to keep the lights on and you got to provide for your families and there's opportunities to take when you can take them, and 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 the line between you know having a balanced uh, set of priorities and being greedy. And that, that can be a fine line for some people. Certainly your archetype, man is special. You and Smith, but you, you nerd out even more than Smith, but you've got that. And he loves my nerding out. He loves it. Everyone in the office loves it. Who do they go to first? Like this is your favorite providers, favorite provider is Dr. Joe. Yeah. They go to you with the tough questions. I've seen them in the office. Yeah, but you have sometimes. that. You do have that a business sense. Maybe you get it from your dad. Uh, I think so. That entrepreneur, like immigrant mentality, mm-hmm. um, and I see it the way we build our YouTube channel. Shameless plug. We're almost done with this, but go follow uh, Dr. Joe's YouTube channel. Yes, you're, we you're, need more subs. You're open to. Yeah doing outside-the-box things. Not every doctor is going to have their own podcast yeah, and put their name on the line. Like Some of the stuff you talk about is controversial, to say the least. I mean, stay true to yourself, man. That's that's good. I respect well, that. Well, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be able to fall asleep at night, I guess. Mm-hmm. As we wrap up, what is what are you looking forward to being more involved in research, like slowly. I just gave you Creo access, so you'll be in Creo pretty soon. Next time you do a physical, you know, you'll be able to log in, not on paper anymore, but log in and do it. What are you, what are you looking forward to, like little by little? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it, for me, it's just a big learning experience because, uh, folks, I, I I don't have a lot of experience with uh, 
research. I've 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 watched it all from afar, and and now I'm now I'm getting closer to it. So I I think appreciating the whole process and uh, yeah, little by little, I guess. I mean, I I don't have anything specific to say other than I'm 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 happy to learn something new. Last thing, okay, we have to end with this. You did your GCP training. Yeah. Thoughts? You're laughing. What's the thought? <laughs> I didn't freely. Man. I didn't this... like the question about Nuremberg. I didn't like that. Why? Well, because that 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 was something that was passed specifically about what the Nazis did to millions of people. Mm-hmm. Nazis experimented on people without their consent. No consent. Yep. Okay, and uh, something identical to that happened recently. Mm-hmm. In, in our world history. And um, it's funny because, I mean, they're saying Nuremberg doesn't apply, but they've just restated Nuremberg just in different words. I mean, you know, uh, patients enroll voluntarily. They leave voluntarily. It's in every note of ours. So how is Nuremberg not relevant to clinical research? It is. It's extremely It's 100% relevant. relevant. So is Tuskegee. Informed consent, because when you're experimenting on somebody... There is no informed consent. That's why it's an experiment. Same with Tuskegee. They, they yeah, Tuskegee. They were getting treatment. Yeah. I. I. And now we need more atrocities. diversity. Yeah. Twenty a century, not even a century. A few mm-hmm. decades later, we need more diversity in our studies now, mm-hmm. which is why Yuma Clinical Trials is getting so much business. Mm-hmm. We're getting Hispanics, of course, Native Americans, African Americans. Mm-hmm. And because we're here, we're in the underserved communities. We're not in the big city where there's an AMC that could care less about who joins their trials. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> they'll always just find another warm body because that's all they that's all those big places care about, right? Well, thank you, Doctor Joe. We're gonna go on Doctor Joe's podcast now, right now. And if you're on Instagram Live, switch on over to Yuma Clinical Trials Instagram. We'll go live with that one. Thank you very much. Looking forward to doing more of these with you as you delve more into research. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Go subscribe, Dr. Joe, right now on YouTube, underneath the video and in the show notes.